0: Well, we're probably going to do something very unique, which is what life is all about as a devotee. And the nice part about it is that we must never think that we're imperfect or that we're the only ones that are constantly learning. There's always someone that's constantly learning. And the point is, whether we're reading text 38 or 39 may be significant to some, but the point is we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, and that actually is the ultimate point here. Huh. Okay. So we're going to read text 38, and I also have 39. So I'm going to quickly, with the mercy of all the Vaishnavas, with the mercy of uh, Guru, Gurus, and with the mercy, of course, of Radha Kalachanji, cover this to the best of my ability. And my ability depends. On the mercy that's offered to me, but far from that. But uh, outside of that, we're reading about how dear Tarasta quits home. And um, last week we were we had mentioned we were trying to find some redeeming quality in dear Tarasta, and I thought, well. He took the Pandavas in, even though he was not the most perfect uncle, he took them in. And I had to check just a few minutes ago with a senior uh, devotee, Uh, and I was informed that he is, of course, the son of the Asadev. So that is ultimately a blessing in itself. He's a child of... Vyasadeva. Vyasadeva is as good as Christ. Vyasadeva is on the platform, but not... Vyasadeva is Krishna's uh, manifestation. If I'm saying it wrong, please forgive me. I'll correct it later. But he is the son of Vyasadeva, and that makes him quite important, especially if he's leading or he's going down the wrong track. The mercy of the Lord pulls his devotees back on the right track, so that's important. I thought I'd mention that, and if I have to re-correct myself next week, Lord willing, I'll do that too. But that's the nice part about being an honest soul. If you have questions or issues about something that you're not exactly sure of, it's always important to ask someone and not just go off track and just assume, worst thing ever. But anyhow, we are reading chapter 13, and it is discussing how dear Dirtarastra quits home. But before we do that, we always like to sing Jaya madhava just to familiarize ourselves with the love that Krishna offers, not only to Radharani, but To all. And it helps to get a dose of love in the morning. So, uh, Dr. Jason, is it possible you have some cartels that I can use? Are those the small ones? Whatever you have, I'll use them. Oh yeah, these are perfect. Feel free to grab any instrument. Jai Radha
1: Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavala Bhat Jirivara Dari Jaya Gopi Janavala Dari yashur nanjana braj chara ranjanan yashur nanjana braj chara yamuna YAMUNATIRA VANACAARI Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jai Radha, Kala Chand, Radha, Kala Jai. Radha, Kala Radha, Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath
2: Jagannath
1: Jaya 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 Baladev Baladev Ballade, Jaya Jaya balade, Ballade,
2: Ballade.
1: Jaya Jaya Subhadra, 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra. Jaya Jaya Gorni Thai Gorni, thai, gorni thai, Jaya Jaya Gorni Thai Gorni Goro haribor, Hard evil, hard I should a couple of
0: times you down. So, because I have the potential of giving two texts this morning, that's exactly what we're going to do. Text 38 and text 39. So we have text 38 on the board. That will read and repeat. Text 39 will still go through uh, because it's not on the board, and that's no fault of anyone's, none whatsoever. Um, There's no need to uh, find it in your book and repeat it unless you have the availability of the Srimad Bhagavatam or access to it. ATA JAGAMA BHAGAVAN NARADA SAHATAMBURU PRATIYARA
1: YADBI VADYAHA SANUJO acharyan MUNIM ATA JAGAMA BHAGAVAN NARADA
0: PRATIYUTAYA BHAGYA SANUJO acharyan MUNIM ATA JAGAMA BHAGAVAN Narada Sahan
1: Tamboru Radiyat Javyabi
0: Sanu Jobiat Munim Atta. Thereafter, I'm sorry, did anyone want to repeat? Atta Jagama bhagavan.
1: naradasa hatambara tambara pratyata yad
0: bivadhyaha bi Atta Thereafter Achagama Arrived. Bhagavan, the godly personality. Narada, Sahatumbara, along with his tumbaru, musical instrument. Pradyataya, having gotten up from their seats. Abhivadya, offering their due obeisances. Aha, said Saanaju, along with younger brothers, Aviyachayan, thus while receiving in a proper mood, Munim, the sage. While Sananjaya was thus speaking, Srinadada, the powerful devotee of the Lord, appeared on the scene carrying his tamburu. the steer, and his brothers received him properly by getting up from their seats and offering obeisances. Purport. Devashanarada is described as Bhagwan due to his being the most confidential devotee of the Lord. The Lord and his very confidential devotees are treated on the same level by those who are actually engaged in the loving service of the Lord. Such confidential devotees of the Lord are very much dear to the Lord because they travel everywhere to preach the glories of the Lord in different capacities and try their utmost to convert the non-devotees of the Lord into devotees in order to bring them to the platform of sanity. Actually, a living being cannot be a non-devotee of the Lord because of his constitutional position. But when he, when one becomes a non-devotee or non-believer, it is understood that the person concerned is not in a sound condition of life. The confidential devotees of the Lord treat. Such illusioned living beings, and therefore, they are most pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord says in the Bhagavad Gita that no one is dearer to him than one who actually preaches the glories of the Lord to convert the non-believers and non-devotees. Such personalities as Narada must be offered all due respects, like those offered to the personality of Godhead himself. And Maharaj along with his noble brothers, were examples for others in receiving a pure devotee of the Lord, like Narada who had no other business save and accept singing the glories of the Lord along with his vinya, a musical stringed instrument. Text 39. Yudhisthiruvacha Nahamvira gatimbrito bhagwan kavaka tav ita Ambava hatta putrata, kavagata cha tapaswina. You distill uvacha, nahamveda gatim pitru. Bhagwan kavaka dav Ambava hatta putrata, kavagata tapaswini. You distill uvacha, nahamveda gatim pitru. bhagavan kavagati ita, ambava hataputra Yudhistir, uvacha maharaj yudhisthir said na do not aham myself veda know it gatim departure Pitraha, of the uncles Vagwan, o godly personality, kava where Gato gone ita from this place, amba, mother aunt, va either hataputra, benefit of her sons, arta aggrieved, kava where gata gone. Cha also tapaswini ascetic. Translation here Mahara Judas deer said, O oh godly personality, I do not know where my two uncles have gone. Nor have I nor can I find my ascetic aunt who is grief-stricken by the loss of all her sons. Purport? Maharaj, Yudastir, is a good soul and devotee of the Lord, was always conscious of the great loss of his aunt and her sufferings as an ascetic. An ascetic is never disturbed by all kinds of of sufferings. And that makes him strong and determined on the path of spiritual progress. Queen Gandahari Gandhari is a typical example of an ascetic because of her marvelous character in many trying situations. She was an ideal woman as mother, wife, and ascetic. And in the history of the world, such character in a woman is rarely found panchakalpatarubhya shakri pasandubhya eva cha apatita nam pavan e viyo vaishna namo Sri Krishna, Chaitanya, Prabhu-ni-yananda, Sviadvaita-gadara, Srivasati-gora-bhakta-vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare, Hare. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hari. Hare Bhakti have to swami to Krishna Bhakti Badastriad. Sri Guru Guru Shati Bhakti have to swam So there are two topics here, and I will do my very best to stay on track. And to make this short, at least I'll try to. So uh, two topics here are, just going back to the translation of text 38. Um, Narada is being welcomed. And he is, of course, one of the most confidential devotees of the lord as a confidential devotee of the lord he is offered the same respect that one would give the lord as one would give guru guru is good is as good as the lord but we must remember Krishna is Krishna. The Lord is the Lord. And we're not saying that they are the total embodiment of it, but not to take away. He is commanded. He is given the respect of a devotee of the Lord. And the brothers are offering uh, their obeisances, giving him the proper attention. And the one line that caught me, because I'd gone past text 38 a day or so ago, but the one line that really made me think was this one. Of course, all the lines made me think. But this one in particular, because it talks about the mental capability of an individual who feels that he is maybe very learned, maybe very powerful, maybe very important. All of these things, but this line catches me. It says, actually, a living being cannot be a non-devotee of the Lord because of his constitutional position. We are all part and parcel of the Lord. How can you be separate from him? Now your mindset is a totally different thing. But the point is, we are all devotees of the Lord. But when you officially take the responsibility of considering yourself, well, let me read that. But when one becomes a non-devotee or non-believer, it is to be understood that the person concerned is not in sound condition Sound condition of life. To take it one step further, sound condition of mind. One is not in one's proper mindset. When one does not consider himself an actual devotee of the Lord, and in that case, giving respects to the Lord. And Prabhupada had a phrase when he was describing someone who was not 100% intelligent. Um, it wasn't uh, capabilities or full facilities. It'll come to me. If it comes to someone, please let me know. But he said it in such a nice, tactful way that you understood this person had to be insane if he could not recognize who the Lord was and who he was, to extend it, who he was in relation to the Lord. I remember sitting in um in a temple out east and hearing a guru described the devotees of the Lord and also describing the lord and as usual, they opened it up to comments and An individual that I had come to the temple a couple of times and I had considered them to be of sound mind. At least they appear to, but I tell you, the minute a person opens their mouth, you know whether they have a sound mind. This individual, <laughs> what is it? They open their, their, their mouths and they, they release all doubts of their sanity. Um, this individual, I guess, was trying to make a point, but he was trying to make a point in such a way that he was putting down one recognizing who Krishna was. And the sannyasi made the statement. And it was very simple. It was a very simple statement, but it was a very profound statement. Which means that you can put together some words with the intellect of the Lord and make an extreme point. The statement was, the uh, the guy was the uh, um, uh, gentleman was asking. How do we know that this is Krishna? Even though the sannyasi had just given a class on the Srimad Bhagavatam, and all indications was he was describing who the Lord was, and if you were listening, there was no doubt as to who he was describing. But this individual in the audience was doubting. I guess he was trying to make a point. And if it was an innocent point, it was understood. But I don't think that was the intention of this individual. So the sannyasi responded that regardless of how one appears, regardless of the appearance, the visual appearance, Even a dog recognizes his own master, no matter how differently clothed that master is, which means that if you are in the right mind and if you are taking proper use of the intelligence you've been given, you recognize who the Lord is. You cannot be of a sound mind to hear the information of the scriptures and not wonder whether or not There's some validity to it. When you go through the scriptures, there are so many leelas. There are so many examples of life. And if you take the scriptures to heart, the things will begin to manifest in you. You'll begin to have realizations. If you're not getting anything from the scriptures, after... Whatever your particular amount of time is, if you're not getting anything from the scriptures, there's something wrong. You're either closing up your heart and your mind to this intelligence or you're not really interested in what's here in the scriptures or you're here to debate or to pick apart something. And in that particular incident, it was a waste of time. The point is, we are all devotees of the Lord. And Narada, as well as sannyasis, learned devotees, senior devotees that are following properly, gurus, those that have taken Krishna to the heart and that have dedicated their lives to Krishna should be respected. We shouldn't care what type of packaging that devotee is, what type of body that devotee is in, whether it's male or female, whether or not it's mm, Japanese or Chinese or or whatever Asian uh, um, personality it may be, whether or not it's American, we should be able to recognize a kindred soul, And if you've listened long enough, you will begin to have some realization, some insights, because the Lord will have blessed you with that. And if you're not ready for it, then you will not get the blessing. It's kind of like this. Not a business transaction, but it's a little reciprocity. You give, Krishna gives. You make yourself available To Krishna, Krishna is always available to you. You show love and affection to Krishna's devotee, because that's really important. Ultimately, Krishna does not need anything from any of us. He owns us. I like that. Krishna owns me. I like the sound of that. He owns each and every one of us. He owns what we have. Nothing is ours. When we have that understanding, it should make us, in, to some extent, humble. But with some people, it just goes completely over their head. To show respect, we should honor those that are following the procedure, those that are following the process of being a devotee. The characteristics of the, vote, of the devotees are listed. In the, I believe, the 18th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, so read Srila Prabhupada's book, there's no question about the guidelines that identify a devotee. And the point that I am taking away from this topic is that one cannot be of a sound mind If after being given the facts of Krishna and who he is, and time after time listening to the pastimes and the examples of our ancestors, they're all our ancestors, and their pastimes are going on in different universes constantly. When you drop your guard, and accept this, you should be experiencing some realizations, some light bulb that goes off in your head that feels like you're actually connected to Krishna because you really are. If you're not feeling this, you've got a roadblock there and it needs to dissolve because it serves absolutely no purpose. The thought that beats me over the head that keeps me going... So many times is when I have heard so many gurus say how much Krishna loves us, how much he wants us to be with him, how much he wants us more than we want him. Who right now can actually say someone in their lives loves them so much regardless of their faults and their imperfections, and that is there, no matter what, that's tolerant, lifetime after lifetime, that's forgiving, that's all love, compassion, and is most omnipotent. Who actually can you possibly think of giving your heart to? That's the mystery, and that's the delight of having a good relationship. And that good relationship can be with uh, uh, partners, with family members. But when you discover the capacity of love, you're beginning to understand the relationship that you can have with Krishna. I cannot imagine being given this opportunity and knowing this and not wanting to develop further knowledge of Krishna. Of course, I've sat through many classes of the Srimag Bhagavatam, so I've developed a desire to know more. And that's the thing about the scriptures, of the Vedic scriptures. There's so much... To read, that even in your lifetime, especially if you're working, if you have family, if you're giving proper attention to them all, it's almost next to impossible to read all the scriptures. But guaranteed, to start with the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimag Bhagavatam, pretty much that covers everything, to delve into it deeper, there are different Uh, scriptures that we can always uh, delve into. So from text 38, I understand that those that are considered devotees of the Lord, those that are following properly the scriptures, For example, even the devotee that cleans the the restrooms, even the devotee that sweeps or or cleans the outside, uh, that maintains the yard, the one that cooks, the one that gives someone a helping hand, You are considered special because the art of compassion and love is almost fading in this time. It is almost absolutely fading and unheard of. So whenever you sit down and listen, or you have an opportunity to hear the scriptures on internet, always notice that there is a lesson in it. And in somewhere, depending on what topic is being covered, the relationship that one has with Krishna is there, and also the fact of compassion and love is also included somewhere in the text. Any of the Srimad Bhagavatam texts that you pick up gives a relationship, gives a problem, and gives the action to resolve the problem, Ultimately, it shows that there is good in everyone. It just depends on how much you take responsibility for manifesting it. It's there. In text 39, I thought, there's so little to say in text 39. And the translation here was Maharaj Yustir said, Oh, godly personality. I do not know where my two uncles have gone, nor can I find my ascetic aunt who is grief stricken by the loss of all her sons. And I'm thinking, gosh, it's not a lot to talk about. And then I begin to sit and think. And late at night, because when I'm, I'm even if I have advance notice that I'm responsible to give a class, I sit and I meditate and I pray to my guru. I pray to my shiksha guru. I pray to Srila Prabhupada and I pray to Radha Kalachanji that something will come to this mind of mine, to this heart, so that I can say something that will help someone. Otherwise, I am wasting space here. And I don't ever want to be at a point where I'm giving a talk about Krishna and it is not in a loving, compassionate, true form. I'm saying that to say I always ask for the mercy to extend this information outside of the pages. Text 31 involves And then I begin to put myself there and just pretend like I'm a a spectator standing back watching this scenario. And It reminds me of a, a nephew that's looking in on his relatives. And I wonder now today how many of us are so concerned whether you have relatives that are blood relatives or whether you have extended family Which this movement offers so much the potential of having an extended family. How many of us take the time out to check on our elderlies? I consider myself an elderly. I have no problem with that. But what I find is that there seems, there is a gap between the elderly and those that are, how do you say, up and coming, the young, Groups, the young people, the 80s, the 90s generation, and beyond that too. But the point is, we need to stay in contact with each other. We need to show the compassion that we see in the scriptures. You read how the the sons, the daughters, the nieces, the nephews check on the family members, the elderly family members. There is so much information that both generations can extend to each other. There is so much information, and yet we don't take advantage of it. The different cultures that honor and respect um, the uncle, the aunt, the mother, the father. But we're living in a time in Kali where mothers are against the daughters, sons are against the father, and there's a lot of disorganization. And we have a perfect opportunity to perfect that relationship. We have a perfect opportunity to be an example of that relationship. Here, Steer makes mention of his aunt, Gandhara, Gandhari, Gandhari. How much of an aesthetic she is. I don't ever recall going through the scriptures, especially the, Bhagavad, uh, the um, Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam, and finding a negative connotation of someone who has good qualities and is a female and they are being negatively spoken about. I'm saying that to say I like the way the scriptures are are written. There's so much controversy between how women are to be treated in the scriptures. Well, you know what? There's a lot of Misinformation, there's a lot of statements from people from the past that I've spoken with. And I take everything pretty much with a grain of salt, but I always like to do my own investigation. Speaking to Srila Prabhupada disciples, and he's a perfect example to follow, I find that he was very compassionate, very favorable, and very loving. To females. Now, someone will probably say something different, but unless you can prove that to me, that is my example of respect for the female. He is an example. If you have proof of anything different, don't even bother to show me because I, don't, I won't believe it. I take to the scriptures and I honor them and I respect them and take them for truth because in the scriptures, I don't ever recall Krishna. Unless he's playfully playing with Radharani, doing anything unfavorable to a female. Now we're not going to go with, go completely to um, in the female topic, but the point is, both men and women can be considered intelligent. They can both be very much respected, and what's important is that. As Iskand devotees, we are examples of the perfect relationship that one should have with not only the Lord, but with their family. No matter what anyone else is doing, take to the scriptures, use it as a guideline, because I do. Take that as a lesson on how we should treat each other. Neither one... Of the genders are absolutely perfect in Kali Yug. But when I look at how the readings are in the scriptures, in the Bhagavad Gita, there are women that are spoken of highly. I think of Mother Kunti, Mother Gandhari, I think of her also. There's a scripture in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, text 34, that highlights how Krishna feels and how he considers the female. And there is nothing in there, there is nothing in that passage that says that he looks down on them, that he treats them inferior, that he treats them as unintelligent. And I'm not just speaking of uh, women, men too. We should look and find the positive assets in each other. We should also be strong enough to be able to stand and recognize someone with positive affirmations regardless of what the majority of anyone else is claiming. I'm saying that no matter what anyone does around us and everyone is not perfect, Look at the scriptures to have a perfect relationship. Look at the scriptures. Understand the scriptures. Follow the scriptures as to how to understand to live in this Kali Yug, in this world. Because there is an opportunity for men and women to get along. There may be different instances based on each other's karma. But we should all hold each other in high regard. If not, that means something needs to be corrected. Mother Gandhari is an example of a woman who's able to handle the adversities, the ups and the downs. Not to say that men don't, but women are pretty flexible and that's in the scriptures also it doesn't say flexibility but we have the capacity to accept something for what it is and that may seem simple to most people but when it's coming from the scriptures and you accept it as it is that's just being pure that's being that's accepting the purity of the scriptures with simplicity and if that makes us simple i disagree It's just that, it is just that sometimes the knowledge in the scripture makes so much sense to certain genders that there is no question as to whether or not one should follow it. Now, I'm going to back away from this topic a little bit because it can go. I don't really want to talk so much about male or female. I just wanted to bring up the topic that Yudhis, uh, Maharaj Steer was a good person, was a good soul. To the extent that he shows that it wasn't unusual for him to check on his relatives. That's that. Hey, a light should go off in our heads. So when's the last time you checked on a relative? Regardless of where they are, when's the last time you called someone and talked to them to see how they were? Yes, I'm going down that path again. I still think it's important in this time and even before this time to stay in touch with each other. And sometimes when you pick up the phone and you call someone and you take them out of their moods, it helps you too. When you take your eyes off of yourself And you put it on someone else. Sometimes it gives you the vision that whatever it is you're going through isn't so bad after all. There's always going to be someone that's in worse shape than you are, and there's always going to be someone that's in better shape than you are. But you are where you are based on your designs, based on your previous life activity, based on what you are doing right now. And every single one of us has an opportunity to be like the director in a movie. You write your own script based on what you're given. You can tweak it. You can change it. It is up to you. The Lord has given us free will to make our own decisions. And wherever you are, if you are unhappy about anything in particular. You have the opportunity to change that. Now, to what degree you change it, it's totally up to you. But the point is, a devotee especially understands that his relationship, that he comes from a relationship from a God of love. And that's what we're accustomed to. We're always seeking love, all of us whether we recognize it or not. And that's a normal seeking. That's a normal seeking process. That is what we are familiar with. So it is not unusual to want that relationship, to want that feeling, but like anything else, you have to bring something to get something, especially in Kali Yug, because nothing is going to be perfect. And I guess the point that I want to make, and this is my in my understanding because you can read the scriptures and that's the really great part about it each and every one of us will get something different from it but it doesn't take away from the essence of the scripture the point is no matter what's going on no matter where you are no matter who you're with what you want or what you don't have, you have an opportunity to change that situation. And hopefully you'll change it for the good. You'll do something that is of benefit to yourself and anyone else involved, but do it in a mood of love. Even when we have conversations, there are so many different ways you can communicate with a person. And it doesn't necessarily make it proper to take the heavy position as most of us think we should. Sometimes, well most of the time, humility and being humble is such a strength. It is not a weakness, it is a strength. Women have it and men have it. Use it. Use the scriptures to live your life. How you live, how you die, the process in between is in the scriptures. Every single text has a point to it. And with every single text, there's going to be various interpretations or understandings. So forgive me if I'm not interpreting it or understanding it the way that you are or if in the process of explaining this, I may have offended someone because that isn't my purpose. The purpose that I have taken is to serve my spiritual master because I owe him so much because I didn't really see him for who he was until he left his body. And that's unfortunate. We don't really appreciate people until they're no longer in front of us. Take it from me. Don't do it. Appreciate people as... They are in their bodies living. Show some respect. My point, the point I'm making is when I'm here, I am trying to do the best I can in sharing this knowledge of the scriptures. And in the process, hopefully it has a positive impact on someone and it is constantly a learning process. And forgive me, if it comes out in such a way that it is not um, acceptable to you. But I always try to be truthful. I always try to be truthful. I don't think it's a person's responsibility to always be glossy over everything. We have to be truthful. You can't just say all the flowery things just to make a person feel good. We have to bring the truth forward. And Speaking the truth is a very freeing process. It does free you up from a lot of restrictions or a lot of past thoughts that are any thoughts that you've had. So again, if in the process of my explaining or giving my feeling of what I've read um, is offensive or misinterpreted, please forgive me. From these two pass from these two texts, texts. 38 makes me realize that one who does not understand his relationship to the Lord, that is a non-devotee and has had the opportunity to become a devotee, does not appear to be of a sound mind. Text 39 reminds me that during the reading of the scriptures, the process of the information in the scriptures, women are highlighted. Men are too. But the point is, women are highlighted also. So whatever misgivings that we may have about how, real briefly I'm going to say this, whatever misgivings we have about how females may be treated, I have to say that Srila Prabhupada set an example based on the matajis, or the the women, that I've spoken with. Um, He was always loving, he was compassionate, and he always felt that the female should be protected. There were other considerations also, but if you want to check the pulse of a temple, if you want to see how well a temple is doing, Look at the condition, the overall environment of the condition, the mood of the uh, temple community. If women and children are not treated properly, that temple is going to be in some trouble. You're going to find some discord, some, uh, dis- some disillusion. You're not going to find a healthy temple. And that that goes for this country and, and any other country where the temple is set up. So it is really our responsibility to treat each other properly and to really put forth the effort and the understanding that women are to be treated properly as well as men. Because in your lives, for those that are married, you will get exactly what you're giving in a relationship. Male and female, if you're treating the partner improperly and you ch- stay with each other for the rest of your lives, one of you is going to need the other very badly. So you want to make sure that you've treated them right because <laughs> they'll have the most perfect opportunity to show you how you treated them and hopefully it was with love and compassion and affection. So we're responsible for how we present ourselves. We're responsible for how well we show our relationship to the Lord. We're also responsible for not only talking about the scriptures or talking the talk, but we're responsible for walking the walk. And for some of us, it can be a challenge. But it's also something that we can look forward to because when we live in such a way that we're living according to the scriptures, it actually is a very pleasant life. It actually is a very pleasant, peaceful life if it's done properly. So I'm going to end at this point and leave myself open to questions. Timing is good. Does anyone have any comments or any questions? Oh, I'm probably gonna, oh, that's very nice. Deepak, before you leave. If you don't take prasadam, there's prasadam for you. Uh, does anyone have any comments or questions? Oh, come on, I'm not perfect. Come on, somebody. <laughs> tell me what I said. Any, uh, any realizations? Any realizations or, let me put it this way. You've been coming or listening to the scriptures. Is there anything that you can take away from what you've learned without a question? Like a statement of an affirmation or a confirmation. Okay. All right, we'll end at this point. Shri Mat Bhagavatam Ki Jai Shri La Prabhupada Ki Jai Jai Shri Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai
1: Hare